Hello, and welcome to your new favorite bookish podcast, Fully Booked and Caffeinated. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Heather. And today we have our monthly bonus episode, Bookish Banter and More, where we discuss the other books we've been reading this past month and whether we recommend them and also our other favorite pop culture obsessions. And as you will hear, Heather is back. Yay. I was literally only gone barely at, at, at all, to be honest. <laughs> felt longer to me. I know. Like I missed one episode. <laughs> but to me, you missed a month. So I know. I know. It feels like I missed a month. We didn't record in a month. So I guess you're right, actually. So it, it does, has been a while. Exactly. So now you're back. Everyone mm-hmm. else only missed you for one episode. I missed you for longer. But we got to get right back into it. Mm-hmm. Are you drinking caffeine tonight? Uh, No, because... When my baby goes to bed, I go to bed. So when nine o'clock rolls around, I'll be passed out. <laughs> so no, I'm drinking water. I'm very jealous because I would yeah. love to go to bed at nine o'clock, but then I'd have no time to read. Ever. Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so how do I say this? My body is still in the summer because I'm trying to milk out a couple more beach days, mm-hmm. but my heart is already in spooky season because I've been at TJ Maxx every weekend hitting up the Halloween aisle. I bought pumpkin creamer and I had it in my coffee this morning. I frothed it up with some almond milk. I made it fancy and I was like, we're doing it. We're we're in pumpkin season. Welcome. Listen, the amount of Halloween outfits that I bought the baby in Old Navy the other day, don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Eric's Limits like, does not exist. Eric's like, she's gonna wear these one time. And I'm like, I don't care. Picture opportunities. You don't get it. Doesn't like matter. I know. picture lasts forever, baby. We were like, we're gonna go to the pumpkin patch, we're gonna put her on a pumpkin. And Eric's like, we have like a pumpkin outfit for her. And Eric's like, oh, we'll put her like in the pumpkin patch. I'm like, oh, look at the pumpkin we picked. Like it's just like- Oh my gosh. <laughs> so he's condoning it by yeah. having all oh, of these ideas. Okay. <laughs> That's amazing. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, let's get right into it. Obviously, you've been a little busy, you know, like birthing an entire human, (laughs) keeping it alive for the past four weeks. Mm -hmm. Um, So I guess I'll go through my reads first. I did sure because I had one book. (laughs) Okay. Maybe you should go first. I literally and then I'll talk everyone's ear off. I know. I'm like, you wanna go I mean you can go first if you want, but mine's gonna be and you're gonna make me go last and it's anticlimactic. Like I've read one okay. book. Please so, tell us about your one book. So in July I started The Summer I Turned Pretty by Jenny Han and I finished it this month, which I thought was amazing in itself because I didn't think I was gonna have any time to read this month. Mm-hmm. But I have had time to read. So I finished I finished the summer I turned pretty and I loved it. And I know there's two more in the series that I'm it's like a three book series. So I'm gonna read the other two as well. But it was really good and I highly recommend if you're looking for a cute young adult summer romance. And thank goodness that you loved it because imagine you only read one book <laughs> over the terrible. month and it was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Okay, so at least it was a success. It was, absolutely. All right. So I thought I was going to have a slow month reading. And then the past two weeks, I just read like a book a day because I felt I had like FOMO of myself. Like I was like, (laughs) I've missed out on so many books this month because I only read one. I went on vacation. I brought like six books with me and I only read one. That's why. I don't know. But also I'm glad because that meant that you were doing other things on your cruise instead of just reading. So it's good. You like enjoyed yourself. (laughs) That's true. Okay, good point. So I started the month with The Angel Maker 
by Alex North, which came out earlier this year. We talked about it on an earlier episode. And I'm so disappointed because I love Alex North. And I've read two other books by him. And I really liked them. This one, I just didn't like it had a really complex plot, which was interesting. But in the end, it just didn't tie in together. And all the characters, their storylines like barely intersected. It was just messy and not well executed. Mm. And I was very disappointed by that. I know. I saw that you gave it a low rating on Instagram. And I was like, oh, no, because I, I know that you like his books. So I was like, mm-hmm. oh, that's disappointing. And, and I know you were excited about this one. So I was like, that's disappointing. Yeah. And I knew that it wasn't getting as good of reviews, but I was like, it's still going to be good. But I just, mm-hmm. I didn't even think it was good. Then I read Dead Girls Club by Damien Angelica Walters. I really liked this one. The ending was not great, but the whole lead up was so good that it made the book overall good. Mm -hmm. Um, The character development was really good. And there was a lot of those complex female friendships that we talk about a lot. They were just written really well because it was flashbacks to when the girls were, I think when they were 12-ish. So it was like a lot of development of their friendships and, you know, all the different facets of it. So that part was really interesting. And then I read This Delicious Death Hmm. by Kayla Cottingham. I am so happy you read this Mm -hmm. because I don't think I ever would have found it otherwise. My library didn't have it. I finally came up on the Libby library. Mm -hmm. So I got it right away. I loved it. I, knew I you thought would. it was witty. Mm-hmm. I thought it was fun. I was like, this is it was one good. of the best recommendations ever. Mm-hmm. It was such it's a good book. Yeah, it was very it was cute. Funny. And just it was like, so funny. Like it, it was, was so funny. Yeah. I was thinking about how it would make such a good movie adaptation. Oh, absolutely. Like because it was just it was so entertaining. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, so then I read The New House by Tess Stimson. This was good. It's definitely a twisty thriller that leaves you guessing. It barely has to do with a house, which is weird. It's like a beach read situation with the title of this book. But yeah, it was good. It was definitely if you're looking for your typical twisty thriller, I'd recommend it. I read The Only One Left by Riley Sager, which we were both super looking forward to. No surprise. I absolutely loved it. It was atmospheric and unexpected and there was just a tangled web by the end of it and as usual riley sager tied up every plot line and yeah he can just do no wrong in my eyes apparently nice i don't i got it in my book of the month so i I have it don't know when i'll get to it but i have it so i I will eventually get to it Yeah, when you get to it, I I think you're going to like it. It's definitely, it's funny because it's a very unique story, but it gives the Lizzie Borden vibes. Like that's kind of what they put like on the little blurb that it's like, basically, that's where he got the idea from and they just Mm -hmm. kind of spun off of it. So it kind of gives us that little true crime edge that we like. Um, And then I read We Used to Live Here by Daniel Hurst. That's a no from me. (laughs) The writing was repetitive and one-dimensional and the ending was both predictable but also didn't fit which doesn't make sense but when you read it actually don't read it but if you read it (laughs) you'll understand (laughs) if you read it but don't but if you do but i don't recommend it if you already read it (laughs) how about that if you already read it you know what i mean yeah um there's too many good thrillers out there like there's too many good Mm -hmm. thrillers to be wasting your time on a not good thriller you know what i mean Yeah. Then I read The Testing by Joelle 
Charbonneau. That's a fun I name. looked it up and I forgot. Um, I think that you would like this one. It's a dystopian novel. It's kind of like Divergent meets Maze Runner. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't find it as scary as other dystopian novels because it felt a little more unbelievable. But it was very well written. I liked the main character a lot. And if you like those kind of stories like Divergent, Hunger Games, Maze Runner, I think that you will like this one. Then I read They Wish They Were Us by Jessica Goodman, which I was really excited to read because there hasn't been any updates recently. But the last update is that they're making this into a TV series starring Sydney Sweeney and Halsey. Oh, I saw that they were doing that's so it's based off that. That's based off of this book. Apparently, it's going to be called The Players. It's not going to have the same same name as the book. But I was like, oh, okay, I'm so excited to read this. I just didn't really like it. It's got this high school drama with like the popular clique and they're all hiding this big secret. So in theory, I was super excited about it. But then the pacing was slow. And I thought personally that it was predictable. I can definitely see how it would make a good TV show. But as a book, it was just the payoff wasn't really worth it. Mm. And I've read one other Jessica Goodman book, and I felt the same way. It's like the concept was there, but it's just super dramatic. And it's centered around too small of an event for it to be that dramatic, if that makes sense. Okay. And yes, we're talking about a death. So it is, it is not a small event. but. Yeah. In the thriller scheme of things, that's small, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay. And then last but not least, I read Girl A by Abigail Dean. And I actually read this because I posted a book haul on my TikTok, my personal TikTok. And I was like, oh, which one should I read first? And someone was like, oh, this book really got me. So I was like, okay, I'll read it. Nice. I like this a lot. It was hard to follow because there were a lot of time jumps and the writing was a little bit unclear. But the story itself was so heartbreaking and dark that I was I was in it anyway. I think it had the potential to be a five star book, which I don't think it was, but I still recommend it. I think it was still definitely worth the read. And this was a past book of the month also. Oh, okay. So I'm not gonna say that's all but that's what I read this month. <laughs> overachiever is what you are. <laughs> As usual, I'm an overachiever. I cannot help it. I have so many books to read and so little time. Mm-hmm. Are there any upcoming releases that you are looking forward to? Yes, actually. If you recall, I went through my sports girl era of romance and um, I had read these two books. I had mentioned them on past bonus episodes. It's by Liz Tomford. And so, which is like, so they're sports romance books. So the third one in her series, Caught Up, is coming out, I think in October. I think it's October it's coming out. So, and this is like a baseball book. The first one was hockey. The second one was basketball. And now this one is baseball. Okay. All right. So we're moving through all the sports. Yes. So that was... That's a great idea because she just has a lot of opportunities. There's so many sports. I know. Like she could, she still has football to do, which I would love. She could write one about golf. That'd be weird. (laughs) That golf would be weird because it's golf. There's nothing exciting that happens in golf. I mean, I agree, but men love golf for some reason. I I know. Hashtag not all men, but whatever. But hashtag your boyfriend likes golf. (laughs) He's obsessed with golf. So 
That's all I hear about. I, I don't <laughs> want to hear about it anymore. I don't want to read a book about it. Well, I'm looking forward to Jessica Knoll's new book. I didn't realize didn't it was even coming know. out. Didn't even know there was month. one. It snuck up on me. And it's weird because I follow her on social media. But the only reason that it came up is because Goodreads sent me an email and they're like, there's a giveaway for a book that you might like. And I was like, you're damn right. I might like that. So her new book is called Bright Young Women. And it looks pretty good. It's kind of from the summary on Goodreads. It's kind of like if you were to write a story about the people who survived Ted Bundy's attack. Oh, yeah. It's oddly specific, but I think that's what she was going for. It's like there's this serial killer that everyone's so surprised because he's so hot and blah, blah, blah. And he attacks this school. And then like these two girls narrowly escape him. And then the story is about them. So it's kind of like the story is about the survivors type thing, which I like. Mm -hmm. So we'll see. As far as book news, I actually do have book news this month. Oh. And this is quite the drama that has been brewing on book talk <laughs> oh the book talk drama oh yeah it's i fell down a rabbit hole trying to follow all of it so basically the idea is that let me start by saying i wouldn't consider myself a part of the extreme horror community i do read books every now and then in the genre so i kind of have my head in there a little bit but i'm certainly not an expert i'm certainly not you know a pinnacle of the community or anything like that What I do know is that in the extreme horror community, there's a lot of misogyny. The attitude towards women is sometimes downright scary. So this is kind of a landscape where the event that we're going to talk about can so easily take off and become something very scary and very threatening. Mm. So there's this author, Matt Shaw, and there's a book reviewer. Her name is Haley. She has her own YouTube channel where she reviews books. She's like a legit reviewer. And she left a bad review about one of Matt Shaw's books. And she put it on her list of like one of the worst books that she had read that year. And he found out and was not happy. So he wrote a book called Moist Gusset. What? Which he dedicated to Haley. And I'm going to read the dedication because it's it's not just her name like a normal dedication it's a paragraph like it is it is a target okay for Haley, you hate it when men write through the eyes of a woman so much and yet you inspired me to write this book which i am sure you will never read and that is fine that being said i'm surprised how much time you spend moaning about male authors misrepresenting people and groups when you could spend more time enjoying the things which do not upset your delicate sensitivities art can be enjoyed by anyone art can be created by anyone only nazis dictate otherwise you trout (laughs) it's not funny but i wasn't expecting that that last one he literally wrote this as the dedication in his book yo that's not oh my god that's actually that's scary so this actually happened recently too someone on goodreads this is like two months ago i think it it was this was also all over book talk so some girl had posted a bad review like a one-star review for this author and the author got pissed and like retaliated and basically called this girl out she's like why did you give me a bad and everyone 
was upset with the author because like why are you gonna not everyone's gonna like your stuff mm-hmm. and you shouldn't like she obviously didn't like it 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 happens brush it off move on and she basically attacks this reader and everyone was pissed it was all over book talk too that's that's where i saw it something happened with goodreads too i think goodreads like deleted her account or something like that that's the crazy part about it is that there's a lot of people siding with this author and so people are coming out and saying that like this is something that would be more likely to happen in the extreme horror community because it is more misogynistic and because Uh there is a lot more freedom to basically say whatever the fuck you want and write books about whatever you want and get as graphic and terrifying as you want. But it's just scary. And like Haley is young. I don't know how old she is, but she's a lot younger than this author. And I can understand why she would be afraid like or threatened not just by Matt Shaw but by his supporters or people who could target her Mm -hmm. and basically on a broader scale like you said it's an author needs to be able to accept the fact that there will be criticism of your books not everyone is going to love your books yeah and there's a difference between writing a review and saying this person is disgusting but blah like no you're writing an honest review how you felt about the book why you didn't like it And I mean, we're book reviewers. Mm -hmm. We don't have, you know, a YouTube channel like she does. But as reviewers, we need to feel comfortable sharing our opinions without the fear of backlash or ridicule or being targeted. Like that's, it's so fucked up. Mm -hmm. And it's like a two way street, you know? I agree. It's almost like, you know, movies get bad reviews. You, You don't see directors or actors coming out of the woodworks and bashing people for doing it. Like not every single person is gonna like what you write or what you create and you just kind of have to exactly you have to go into the industry knowing that knowing that exactly. there's gonna be times where you're gonna get negative reviews you're gonna get people that don't like your stuff the same thing happens with music artists they'll put music out and everyone's like you know you're a sellout you you don't sound like you used to like now you're mainstream i don't want to listen anymore mm-hmm. like that's just it's just it comes with it comes with the territory and you, you have to have absolutely you have to be able to deal with that and not and retaliate in this way exactly and if you know that you can't take that criticism then don't read the reviews. Yeah. But instead, it's turning into like death threats and That's like wild. all this horrible stuff. Like, dude, we're just trying to read books. Mm-hmm. Everyone needs to calm down. That's also, crazy. moist gusset? Gross. <laughs> I can't. Anyway, so I think that's all the book news that we have. Mm-hmm. Now we can get on to the real juicy stuff because Heather has been watching up a storm. All okay? I do is watch TV. It's all I do is my life. I mean, we got I got to finish Love Island UK, Love Island USA. We got to finish Temptation Island, Big D's, like all this stuff ended. And then I was blessed with new things like the new season of Big Brother, the new season of Challenge USA, the new season of Ultimatum. And then which pause and rewind for a second, because we need to talk about Big Brother for a second. If anyone is not watching Big Brother and you are a Survivor fan. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. We have been graced with Suri on presence. our TV again. I don't care about anything except having Suri mm-hmm. on my TV. Anything she's on, I'm going to watch it. And I already mm-hmm. watched Big Brother, but 
We've had a couple of rough seasons. I was just going to say, the past couple seasons of Big Brother have been shit. Like, I've actually not finished them. Like, I don't even care mm-hmm. because it start always starts off like, okay, and you're like, all right, this is going to be good. And then it just progressively gets worse. And there's always someone that makes a racist comment or a misogynist mm-hmm. or it's all these young people taking over the house and it gets boring. It's repetitive. It's the same stuff every season. But this mm-hmm. season is actually so good the older people are doing fantastic Mm -hmm. you know to be fair there was already a racist and a misogynist oh i know (laughs) but but they handled that real quick they are gone they handled that real quick and i don't know like everyone that's on this season i genuinely like and Mm -hmm. it just seems like everyone is gelling well together and i it's a really good season. Like, I'm actually invested and I actually want to watch it. But like, also, like we said, Suri is on it and Suri can do no wrong. Exactly. If you haven't watched Traders on Peacock, watch Traders on Peacock. Also watch all the seasons that of Survivor that she was on. Like she's But just... also, if these other contestants have watched Traders on Peacock, they should have why got rid of her week still one. in the house? She should have been what out week doing? one. I know. I'm like, you yeah. don't under... Like, she's... If she doesn't... I don't think she'll win Big Brother... But I think she's going to mm-hmm. go farther than she should. She should go, hypothetically. I completely agree. And I don't know if Jared has what it takes to get to the end and win, but mm-hmm. maybe with her backing him. Yeah. I mean, I'm rooting for Izzy. I don't think Izzy will win either because I think that she plays too hard. Mm-hmm. But I freaking love her. Yeah. I don't like so. I, don't I, know. Also, I also like Blue and Jag. Mm-hmm. And I'm, like, so upset that the house is kind of, like, gunning for them because I'm like, oh, but they're, like, cute and I like them. And, you know, like, they're, they're yeah. good vibes. Like, everyone is genuinely good vibes. The only one that wasn't was Hysom and, you know, thank, thank God they got rid of him. And then I was and I was telling Eric, I was like, I'm really upset about this because he's a geriatric doctor who does mm-hmm. drag at night. I'm like, he seems amazing. And then he and he was and he was great in the very beginning and then mm-hmm. he became hoh and all the power went to his head and he became like this See, dictator i have theories my first theory was that he's a sociopath and i don't mean that in like a because he was so fucked up i mean like because sometimes doctors are yeah, and because i know sometimes mm-hmm. when he was interacting he would have like dead eyes and he would be like I'm sorry, you felt that way. Like, it was just very, like, mm-hmm. performative. But then, during his eviction interview with Julie, he was, like, making jokes. He was I know. A little more, I was like, like, what was this in the love- house? I was, yeah. So I think that he was putting on a front because he thought that people wouldn't accept that side of him. Yeah. So even though he was kind of a misogynist and the way that he was talking to everyone was disgusting, mm-hmm. I still think he could have been more likable. Yeah. He was just like trying too hard. Mm-hmm. I agree. But I'm happy he's gone regardless. Me so, And I was so nervous <laughs> that they were going to end up keeping him because like that's how that's how they frame it on the show. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, maybe we should keep him. And I'm like, no, you need to get rid of him because yeah. he's definitely going to back out on his deal with you. And he's going to get, re- he's definitely the kind of dude that's going to come back for revenge. I was like, you just have to mm-hmm. get rid of him and just let it go. And, you know, and the whole time that they're trying to play that with the editing, I was like, Sari would never <laughs> like Sari knows better. She I would know. never let this happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's really good. And challenge USA, which the first season, not a fan. No. The second season seems really good so far. Mm-hmm. And I'm really enjoying it. So let's hope it stays that way. Yeah, I agree. This season has also been really good. I don't know who's going to win it. The ultimatum? Though. I don't know. 
too yeah. early to tell. It is. But yes, Ultimatum, Mary, Move On on Netflix. I binged all eight episodes in like one day. <laughs> like I literally watched it all. I'm so again, happy you did I because I forgot. I know. That's why I was like, you watched out. it. Yeah. And I know you said, and then the, t- today the, the finale and the reunion came out, which I didn't watch, but you did. But again, if you go on this show, your relationship is clearly doomed from the beginning and you shouldn't mm-hmm. be, you shouldn't be engaged nor be together if you want to go on a show that's forcing your partner to either marry you or break up with you. I completely agree. And also, I did like this season a lot, but it was not nearly as messy as season one, nor was it anywhere near as messy as Queer Love. Nothing can be as messy as Queer Love. (laughs) I think that show takes the cake, man. That's true. I'm so curious as to whether Netflix will do another season. Because even though I'm sure they received so much backlash, I feel like Netflix doesn't care. They could give two shows. They really don't care. They're like, y'all are still watching, which like, fair point. Exactly. Right. And the amount of content that they put out, it's just, well, they'll do what they want to do. Hopefully they at least get a different host or something. I don't know. I, they won't. I'd... They won't. Because I know there was like this huge thing about getting rid of Vanessa after after um the, lo- the most recent Love is Blind reunion mm-hmm. and it was basically like they're not they're not going to get rid of the lachets i thought that they were kind of listening to that a little bit because remember i texted you and i was like lol they have nick doing this dinner alone the Mm -hmm. the choice dinner but then she was at everything else and she was you know making it about herself and crying and as always being extra and i was like Mm -hmm. oh there she is yep there there she is Mm mm-hmm so whatever also nick lachey is almost 50 are you kidding me i know he's looking hot anyway that's not the point don't let her don't let her hear me she's i know she'll come for you (laughs) she will she will okay um any other reality tv well Well, love island usa is like every day so that's a big part of life yeah and i'm very happy with who won like Mm -hmm. i literally never would have thought marco would be my favorite person from the first episode that I watched of him to the finale. Like, he's literally, I love him so much. He's literally a marshmallow. And love them. It, yeah, this season was good too. Again, we talked about like it was super short. It wasn't as long as it usually is. Mm-hmm. So I didn't, I didn't love that. I wish it was longer. Also, like Sarah Highland was barely on it. Like, it was weird. Like, when I watched the yeah. first, ep- like I, I said to you, the first episode was giving like too hot to handle vibes. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this isn't mm-hmm. what I want. Love Island is not supposed to be too hot to handle. That's my, that's a different show. Yeah. Like, this was, and then, uh, then it finally went back to normal. But like the whole bit of Sarah Highland in the first episode, I'm like, this is dumb. I don't know what this is. <laughs> yeah, it was really weird. And then when they like called her disrespectful and like people were mouthing off to her and stuff, I was like, you need to get a handle on these people mm-hmm. because Maya Gemma would never. No. Which, by the way, because I know we only started with Love Island season nine, that was her first season hosting. She's not the host for the other seasons. Because like I said, I'm now I'm backtracking. So now I've been binging Love, Love Island season eight. And it was a different host than, really? than Maya Gemma. But then I'm excited because Maya Gemma is going to be the host of Love Island Games, which is coming out in November yes. on Peacock. It's November. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm really excited for that. I haven't seen any cast lists and I'm upset which because we're also... not going to know a lot yeah. of the people. Which is but... why I'm watching the, the past seasons of Love yeah. Island UK because I'm like, oh, I got to know who these people are. So I have time. <laughs> well, but they're going to have it from everywhere, right? Like Brazil, USA, UK. It said, no, it said Australia, UK, and USA. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, right, just, so at just least you know three. how much you have to watch. Yeah, and I think Love Island Australia is only three seasons. Oh, that's not Love bad. Island okay. UK, I have eight seasons to watch. So I'm starting on season okay. eight and going backwards. So I'm like, I'll figure I'll start, I'll start with the most recent that I haven't watched. But then we also mm-hmm. finished The Bachelorette, and they announced The Bachelor. <sighs> the Bachelorette was so good. I love Charity and Dotton so much, and I hope that they last forever, and I think that they have the potential to. I really think so, too. This felt like such a different season. It was Mm -hmm. like a different tone. It just felt, I don't know. I really liked it. I love Charity. I think she's such a gentle person. mm -hmm. And I knew Joey was going to be The Bachelor, and I'm actually excited about him. You know, it's like, oh, good, another white dude. I'm like, no, but I actually like Joey. Like, he's a sweet little cinnamon roll, and they haven't Mm -hmm. had a lead like that in a while. He's not like the ex-athlete who's into God and, you know, mm-hmm. their normal white bachelor. Yeah. So I'm he, excited he has, for his he season, too. He has a gay too. dad. Like, that's cool. Like, it's mm-hmm. more it's more inclusive. So, yeah, I think that his season. But, oh, my God, it was so cringe in the finale when they were just picking girls from the audience. Oh, my go. God. I was like, this is so and weird. And he was like. Also, this apologizing. is cringe. Yeah. Yeah. He was like, I know this is so awkward. Like, mm-hmm. sorry. Take yeah. a deep breath. It's okay. Yeah. They're so doing excited. too much. They're doing I'm too ex- much. I'm excited for The Golden Bachelor and I'm excited for Paradise next month. Paradise is mm-hmm. always fantastic trash reality. And Brayden's going to oh, be yeah. on it. So I think that's going to be fun. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And of course, he makes a connection with someone. So that's going to be he fun. He makes like multiple connections. It looks like a shocker. <laughs> yeah. Not surprised at all. Mm-hmm. Is that all reality TV? I think so. I finished selling Sunset. Oh, yes. Okay. I did officially finish binging that. And then I, w- I did watch the first season of Selling the OC. But I'm going to be honest, I didn't retain any of it. But I know the second season comes out next month. So when I watch. Yeah. And it'll definitely get juicier because, like, mm-hmm. you know, the first season is always just like testing the well, waters. Then they also, sh- when they, when I finished Selling Sunset, the f- most recent season, they showed promos for the next season already. And I was like shook yeah. by that. I was like, oh my God, you know. Are like, you mad there was no reunion? Like, yeah, it was. Hell? And I'm also not surprised that Christine left the show because she had too much heat coming on her from everybody. Oh, yeah. yeah. Everyone was done with her shit. And I can't blame them because she was literally the worst ever. <laughs> She could only talk her way out of it for so long. And then mm-hmm. she was like, uh, I'm going to go. But I mean, she like I'm married a billionaire. It. So it's not like she really needs to work anyways. And she had a baby, which I didn't even know she had a baby. I was like, also yeah. kind of surprised. That, like all of a sudden she's like, oh, she's pregnant. And she's having a kid. And I was like, what you about know? when she was like 10 months pregnant wearing eight inch heels? Mm-hmm. I was like, what are you, what's happening? And I'll never forget. And I remember when you texted me when I first started and you're like, just wait for the fashion. And you were not kidding. <laughs> the outfits that were on go this to show. work like that. They I go like, to work. Oh my god, I can't remember her name, but it's the the black woman that's now on the show. Her outfits are always her race extreme. car belt. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Her outfits are just always uh, extreme, but then I also kind of love them, and I love that she just wears these crazy outfits. Yeah, yeah. I'm not a huge fan of her. I think she's very judgy. Yeah. But, wow, the fashion is just, it's something to behold. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't. And the drama is always, the, the drama of the show is just wild. It's so good. It's so good. I'm so mm-hmm. happy you finally watched it. I did. Okay, so aside from 
reality TV. I watched a couple of other things this month. Mm-hmm. Slash started some things. I saw the Barbie movie. Oh, was it amazing? I want to see it so bad. Oh my God. I took myself on a date. I went by myself. I had my popcorn. I had my soda. I sat in my reclining seat. I laughed. I cried. Incredible. I loved it so much. I want to go see it again. I want to see it a hundred times. I loved it. That's a good idea. I should take myself on one of my like things because my therapist you know, wants me to do something once a week for myself. I should go take, mm-hmm. I should go see a movie. I should, I should go see Barbie. It was perfect. I went to a little matinee, mm-hmm. so it wasn't too crowded. I did text Eric and I was like, there are kids here. And he was like, did you expect there to not be? And I was like, oh, I guess not. But the, everyone was very well behaved. It was fine. But <laughs> it was just so not what I expected. Because obviously I knew there was like so much controversy and so much like talk about it. Yeah, But it's just, it's, it's a movie about Barbie and then it just has all these like super deep meanings and just yeah, like that's why I, I can't I really want to see it yeah you'll love it you'll love did it did you ever watch Lady Bird that Greta Gerwig did a oh. few years ago that one it's really good it I would I definitely would recommend it it's like an it was kind of like more like an indie film of hers but it had like Sarah C. Ronan in it and um I've definitely heard of it people. but I did not yeah, see no, it check it out because I think that I'm pretty sure it wasn't her first directorial debut but it was a big one i think it was nominated too for like oscars and stuff so it came out like like five years ago what she's doing with this is absolutely incredible Mm -hmm. like the records that she's setting i keep seeing that um women are single-handedly keeping the economy afloat this year between taylor's tour Uh beyonce's tour Uh and the barbie movie yep (laughs) so hands down you're welcome Mm -hmm. (laughs) so yeah i recommend highly to everyone and if you think the movie is offensive you're not fucking paying attention that's all i have to say about that i also started i think i'm like three episodes in the lost flowers of alice hart which is an amazon series and it's based on a book and it seems really good so far it's like a little drama series about this little girl and her parents pass away and then she goes to live no spoilers this happens in like the first 20 minutes um she goes to live on this like flower farm with her grandma and then i guess the rest of it is like all these secrets start to come up about like her father's childhood and all this stuff so it seems really good so far and it has some pretty big names in it nice um and then i watched a couple documentaries as usual i watched on hulu stolen youth inside the cult at sarah lawrence Mm. did you know that there was a sex cult at sarah lawrence no (laughs) this literally happened within the past three years like the trial was in 2022 okay i was like how have we not heard about this watch that so I I hadn't heard anything about it. It's absolutely insane. It's only three episodes. It's very sad. It's very depressing. So obviously, it's right up my alley. <laughs> and then I also last night watched all three episodes of Death versus Herd on Netflix. Oh, was that good? <laughs> no, <laughs> it wasn't. Okay, it was funny. It oh. was entertaining. It's obviously very horrible because they show online all the vitriol against mm-hmm. Amber Heard and how, you know, just all of the horrible, horrible things that people were saying about her. And the reason I didn't like it is because it's too soon. Like they weren't yeah. interviewing anybody regarding the case. They weren't getting any facts from the case. They did show a ton of footage from the case, but mostly it was just 
the way that social media impacted the case. And they so they showed a bunch of like YouTubers, like how they were commenting on it while it was going on and like TikTokers, how they were making money off it and stuff like that. Okay. So it's not like the normal kind of documentary that I like. It wasn't. All right. Yeah. So it's just kind of like what the media was talking about. Exactly. But you know how like some parts of the trial were actually kind of funny, like not supposed to be what they were. Mm -hmm. So we were laughing a little bit. (laughs) We shouldn't have been. Well, we were. So what else did you watch this month, non-reality wise? Well, because since I read The Summer I Turned Pretty, I did watch the first season of the series on Amazon. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not going to watch the second season until I read the next two books. So I'm putting it on pause, but I did watch the first season and it was super cute. I really liked it. The acting was just really good, but I will say that it was different than the book. They made a lot of changes, which I was kind of surprised about. I didn't think really? that it would okay. be. Yeah, I it didn't really follow the book to to a T. So they definitely made some changes. They did a lot of stuff. They added stuff in, which you have to do sometimes. We we've talked about this that when they do adaptations mm-hmm. for TV or movies, you can't necessarily do everything from the book. You kind of have to do your own stuff as well. But it was still really good. The acting was like like seriously like these young actors were so great so i can't wait to watch season two but i want to read the other two books first and then so i've been i've been doing a rewatch of new girl just because like i need something on sometimes new girl i know i need something on in the background and i forgot how much i loved this show like it's just so Mm -hmm. funny nick miller is literally the best character ever and love so i've been like rewatching that i think now i'm on like season four and i think there's like eight seasons seven or seven or eight seasons or something but it's just good to have on when i just want something on in the background but typically yeah that's a great rewatch yeah but realistically all i've been watching is reality because i can't fully focus on like a scripted show so if i know Mm -hmm. that i'm gonna have the time to sit down and watch it which is why like so i would only watch like the summer i turned pretty and the baby was sleeping or if it was like at nighttime when we're like just chilling on the couch and she's being chill i'll watch Mm -hmm. it so but mainly it's just been so that's why i'm excited because then september love is blind season five comes out love after the altar first season four of love is blind comes out the bachelor Mm -hmm. golden bachelor bachelor in paradise so yeah we've got a lot to look forward and big brother is still happening the challenge is still on so Mm -hmm. so basically once the the f the episode once the reality tv shows are their episodes are posted i'm watching them in the middle of the night or next day so (laughs) i'm like fully caught up so like on the days when i'm like oh i've already watched all everything so i'm like all right let me just watch let me me just start love island uk i'll just walk back i'll go backwards Why not? Oh my gosh. Um, have you been listening to any podcasts this month? No, not really, because I really only listen to podcasts when I'm driving. But I actually did listen to, which was kind of interesting. I did listen to recently the armchair expert, Brian Chesky, I think his name was. It was one of the expert episodes. And he's like the creator mm-hmm. or the founder of Airbnb. Oh. And so he talked about he talked about how the they so Airbnb was created back in 2007 which I did not know that like it's been yeah. Mm. So it was like him and a couple friends and what it was there was he had talked about it. He said that there was some event was in town and all the hotels were booked. So him and his friends were like, "Oh, like let's just blow up air mattresses and have like people stay here." And that was like where and they were going to call it an air bed and breakfast because it was like an air mattress mm-hmm. bed and breakfast and then they shortened it to airbnb and that's how they came up with the name because it was like air mattresses 
so funny right and i was like blown away i was like that's i was like this is that, that's wild but yeah the episode the episode was good and he's like he's like you know rich as fuck but he like donates a of lot of his money to charity so i'm like okay that makes you kind of cool but the episode was actually pretty good that's a good one mm-hmm. i can't believe i haven't mentioned this before but the only thing i've been listening to consistently is it's called right reality and it's a recap podcast and so i found them because they recapped the season of temptation island mm. and they've done the past season but i just found them this season and their recaps are so funny like they give nicknames to all the people so vanessa's nickname is gone girl because oh obvious reasons <laughs> <laughs> so they're so funny and then as I was listening, they said like, oh, and we're going to be recapping the Challenge USA. So now I'm still listening to them nice, because they're recapping Challenge USA, which obviously isn't as entertaining, but that's not their fault. No. It's just not as juicy. You know what I mean? Yeah. I did still um, listen to the Love to See It pod re- Bachelor at recap episodes. I'm oh, like yes. I'm fully caught up on those. Yeah, because their recaps are so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, And then there's one other podcast that I started listening to. I'm only three or four episodes in it's called the retrievals and apparently every month i just need to find a podcast that makes me angry um (laughs) and this this one one does yeah (laughs) no spoilers because it's all in the trailer but this is so okay it's put on by the same people who did serial they partnered with the new york times and they came out with this podcast called the retrievals and it's basically about a bunch of women who were doing fertility treatments and then egg retrievals at this oh they were egg center actually on the fact checked of armchair monica brought this up really yeah because now she's been doing like the egg retrieval and stuff on her personally yes. and everything so she had said that there was a new season of cereal i didn't realize that this is what yes. it was that it was it was called it's actually something else yeah she was talking about it yeah so basically the whole thing is that these women thought that they were being given fentanyl for the pain during the procedures mm-hmm. but a nurse was swapping the fentanyl with saline so they were feeling everything during these surgeries. Which and that's literally that happens in the first episode. Mm-hmm. And then like the whole rest is like the trial and how they, you know, the women reacted to it. And basically, the whole thing is just about how no one took these women seriously. No one took their pain seriously. And how that's just something that happens in our society, which, you know, as women, we know that, especially with procedures like that, you know, getting IUDs. It's definitely got a very deep meaning and it makes me angry so there's that i'll add that to my list because i i she had brought it up and i remember her saying that they like the, the women could feel it and they're not supposed to feel it yeah obviously because it's painful and yeah like, and it's obviously so well done because like serial you know mm-hmm. they do podcasts so well so they do. it's definitely a good one to listen to i think that's all i have anything else as far as i'm trying to, I'm what like else we've trying been doing to this I'm past like, month yeah i think that's it heather's taking care of her newborn i shipped my my smallest bratty baby to doggy boarding school she is training and learning not to destroy the house so i have half empty nest syndrome mm-hmm. i'm so <laughs> saying i'm like i'm like you're crying every day i'm like i'm crying every day but i'm crying because the postpartum you're crying because you shipped your dog away i'm like so it's basically the same thing like we're we're still in the same just, boat here <laughs> we're just crying a lot <laughs> But everything is fine because you can go and buy Halloween stuff and it fills the hole in your heart. It does. Absolutely. So that's just that. It's true. 
I'm so excited that fall is around the corner. It's my my fall is the season that I thrive. I'm I'm an autumn girl through and through. Oh, definitely. I can't wait to find me a fucking pumpkin, man. <laughs> Carve that bitch out. You know what I mean? Watch some yep. scary movies. Okay, so I guess we're down to our book question. Mm-hmm. You always think of yours on the fly. I don't know how you do it. Do you want me to go first? <gasps> Mine is boring because it's how do you organize your bookshelf? Is it by color? Is it by author? Is it alphabetical? We need to know. You know what? I change it up all the time. Sometimes I do it by author alphabetically. Sometimes I do it by book af- alphabetically. And then I just had so many books and my bookshelf was overwhelming. And then I just kind of clumped it together by if, if I had multiple books by an author, I put them all together on, on one shelf. And then the other two shelves were if it was a thriller, it went on one shelf, it was a romance, it went on one shelf. So it's actually kind of a mess. It needs to be organized. So you have an organized chaos going on over there. Yeah, my book cart is like organized, but not really. It's also organized. The books are alphabetical. I've I've organized that multiple times. And now there's just books on top of the book cart that just keep getting just higher stacking. and higher. And I'm yeah. like, I need to actually stop. And then my entire life is just chaotic right now. <laughs> I'm living in chaos. Understandable. Yeah. I actually have a very organized bookshelf, but my book cart is a hot mess and I am going to organize it for spooky season because there's a bunch of books that I've been saving for spooky season that I have to make sure that I read. But my regular bookshelf, I have separate shelves for like I have a whole shelf for Harry Potter because I have like the collector's editions and everything's in order over there. Mm -hmm. Plus the accompaniments like Mm -hmm. Tales of Beetle the Bard, Cursed Child, stuff like that. And then my, I have a whole horror section. I have a whole like collectors and older books section. And then all of my newer reads, like thrillers and stuff like that, are organized by size. So I have all my hardcovers together, but then they're in descending size order. And the same with my paperbacks. They're in descending size order. Oh my god. That's fun. I want to do it by color because I think it looks absolutely beautiful. Oh, I've done that. I've done that before. But most of my books are black spines. Yeah, because you read depressing thrillers about killers and clowns. And so what do you expect? You're not reading like romances, which are colorful. I'd have one rainbow shelf and then every other shelf would be black. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, so we can't do that. Right? And then every once in a while, whatever book you lend me, I'd be able to put on the colorful You show. could, yeah, because I can give you colored books. <laughs> okay, so please tell us your question. Let's All right. see if I can fully think this through. What will inspire you to recommend a book? Oh, I think there's two things. Either it has a very powerful message mm-hmm. that I feel like you know, like those books that make you keep thinking days after you've read them. Like the like Grace Like recently here. I talked about Grace here. I talked about Tender as the Flesh like that. Like mm-hmm. there's just a couple books that just change your mindset or make you think. And you need, like you said, three to five business days to recover from them. Yep. And then the other reason would be if they surprised me. Not just like, oh, I didn't know who the killer was. But if I had it in my mind that either it was going to be a run-of-the-mill thriller or it was going to be, you know, like I knew what was going to happen going into it. And then I was pleasantly surprised that it took completely a different turn. I feel like the only one left 
by Riley Sager, which I just read, would be one of those books. Like, I just had no idea what to expect. I'm like, this just, this whole concept seems a little bit ridiculous. And then you read it and you're like, damn, he really made that work. So I think that that's, those are my two reasons that I would recommend a book. What about you? So like we said, like for me, like when, if I read a book, like that takes me three to five business days to recover from, then yes, I will recommend it. Or like if I read it and it really emotionally resonated with me, I'll also recommend that. But it it just has to, we read so many books and every, every once in a while you come across a book that you, not necessarily like life changing, but it just makes you think differently and feel differently than other yeah. books. Because you kind of like, like you said, you know, you read a lot of thrillers. I was reading romances for a while. It's a lot of the same stuff. It's repetitive. So once you come across something that really sits with you, you can't help but recommend it. Yeah, I agree. Because we oversaturate our brains with so mm-hmm. many books. Mm-hmm. If there is a book that stands out like that, or even just if someone asks you, hey, what book would you recommend? The first yeah. thing that pops into your head, that has to mean something because exactly. we read so many books. Exactly. You know? mm-hmm. All right. Do we have anything else? I, I think that's it. I'm glad that I was able to hop on because I thought that I wouldn't, I would be out of commission for a while, but I was able to come in for this. <laughs> We're happy to have you back. So that's all we have for you this month. If you like what you heard, please make sure to follow, subscribe, and rate and review the podcast on whatever platform. It will help us out a lot. If you have any book recommendations, questions for us, or TV recommendations, you can email us at fullybookedcalfpod at gmail.com. Also go and follow us on socials to see our upcoming reads. We're on Instagram and TikTok at fullybookedcalfpod. Thanks for checking us out. And remember, if you need us, we're fully booked. Bye.